find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. sci-fi audio theater anthology series made for late nights and strong drinks. Join us monthly as we broadcast a pirate signal across time and space. Featuring stories, songs, and frequencies from a rotating list of voice actors, writers, storytellers, and musicians. If you're looking for high-quality science fiction, skin-crawling horror, and other genre fiction, listen to The Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network. Now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Ugly Radio. See you in the void. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian. And with me is Maris for a Maris fucking Thursday. Hello. Hello. So today we're covering the Varginha Brazil UFO. All right. This UFO incident, which happened in 1996, is now the subject of a new documentary by James Fox called uh, The Moment of Contact, yep. which me and Maris watched. Yeah, we sure did. It was a good. In- it, I thought it was good. It was as good as his other James Fox human- yeah, UFO. Which I recommend. Uh, I will be linking both in the comments. Also, James Fox did an AMA on Reddit today, and if you cannot afford afford the documentary he will send you a copy of it for free so. i mean that's not our guarantee or nothing that's what he said in the ma okay so yeah reach out to him he seems nice he is pretty cool so what happened remember around the same time there was a massive ufo sightings in Colares, brazil mm-hmm. and yes this case is similar the difference is there's probably footage of the creatures but i'm getting ahead of myself First, I know I said there wouldn't be a Maris Monday because my brain was being an idiot and I had seizures. You're epileptic, yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to do this case since me and Maris watched the documentary and... I'm super into the Brazil stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to do it while it was still fresh on my brain. Right, your epileptic brain, it was fresh. Indeed. And if I waited any longer, it's going to be gone. Like, all the information. I I don't have epilepsy and I already forgot because I'm just an idiot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you're Dr. Paranormal. Uh, I'm a doctor, I'm a professor, I'm a reverend, and <laughs> junior esquire, so yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so this is basically Brazil's Roswell. Yeah, which is but cool. it's cooler than Roswell, I, I think. think. so. It involves a crash, bodies, death, and of course, a government cover-up. Dun-dun-dun. 
and you've probably never heard of it, which is crazy because it was in all the papers, including the fucking Wall Street Journal. Well, it wasn't America, was it? No, so we don't care. But it's really compelling and interesting, so we're going to dig right in. Yeah. The story... Okay, so right before all the major incidents happened, all through, like, fall and, like, early winter, like, January and, De- and December, mm-hmm. there were a lot of UFO sightings in Virginia. Okay. And where, and where is Virginia? Like, I, I remember Brazil. from the back But it was, like, southern Brazil? Don't, no. Don't no. ask okay. me. Okay. I don't fucking know. I, I'm right. not good at geography. I like maps a lot. Well, then you should have researched it. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's in the south. Well, you can, you can, don't. We're not going to take your word for it, but... No one should. No one should. Maybe, I'll, I'll, like, on Patreon, I put up pictures for the cases. I'll put yeah. up a map. Okay. That'll help. It just helps me get a visual. Well, I can't help you there. So, I'm not going to cover every time someone saw a weird light in the sky, because there's, like, 30,000 billion reports of that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to cover the major and interesting incidents. All right. So... The story starts around January 13th, 1996. It's rumored that on this day, NORAD has radioed Brazilian military about something odd in their airspace. Mm -hmm. A husband and wife who were farmers just outside of town reported that a cigar-shaped UFO hovered over their cattle fields for 40 minutes. That's crazy. The wife was alerted to the craft because she heard her cows mooing a lot. They were freaking out. Her cows were losing their minds. Right. Because, I mean, I would if I were a cow. Me too. I would have a cow. Oh, that was a bad joke. (laughs) Carlos de Souza, the next day, is he's a small aircraft pilot, and he was driving to Minas Gerais to do an aircraft demonstration with some friends. And he spotted the same craft. They described it as cigar shaped and kind of, or like a tic tac. That's a, a very common UFO shape. I'm learning. <laughs> it sure is, but that it's kind of like oblong. It's weenular. It's weenular. Weenular. Yeah, peenular. Ooh, I don't really think it's phallic. I've, I think I'm I, fair I to say I've seen more dick than you. Yeah. Okay. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> This has gone awry. And so <laughs> so he describes it exactly as the farmers did. But when he... I don't know what that was. There was a horrible gunshot outside. So like if the podcast ends because we're dead, sorry, you won't even hear it because then we'll be true crimed. Okay. But if you did hear a boom in the background, some idiots probably firing off their AR at a coyote. It happens it's, a lot. To me, it sounded like a shotgun or something. Yeah, it didn't really quite have the snap snap of the AR. Yeah, it went pop. It popped. It was a big boom. But Maybe it has a cannon. I don't think it was a cannon. Uh, so he sees the craft, but instead of just like hovering all chill, it's in distress. Mm-hmm. It climbs up and then kind of plummets and climbs up. It's like not yeah. having a good time. The, the, the weenular craft is also freaking out. It is freaking out. And then he notices on the side of the craft, there is a giant gash. Oh, shit. And so it crashes. Mm-hmm. And it crashes. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, if I butcher this name, I am terribly sorry. We don't speak Portuguese or. No. It's Tres Caracos. Oh, I did it. And it, it crashes between that town and Virginia. 
And he thinks that it's some kind of human piloted experimental craft or a blimp or something. Yeah. I mean, and so he's like, oh, my God, I'm the only one who's witnessed it. Mm -hmm. And there could be people in trouble. And so Carlos drives to where he thinks it's crashed and he finds it in this open field. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge field of debris. Shit is everywhere. Wow. And he stumbles across, he's the first one there at first, and he stumbles across something like these metal sheets that look like and feel like aluminum because he straight up picks them up. Wow, Carlos, Jesus. The balls on you, Carlos. Right. The cojones. Oh, Maris, shut up. So you can crump. What's interesting is you can. I'm sorry. I hit the mic because I'm talking with my hands. You can crumple it. Yeah, he said he crumpled it. He did like squish it in his hand. And it sprang right back to its original shape. Yes. But what he really noticed was the fucking smell. Yes. He said it stunk of ammonia and sulfur. He really stressed that in the movie. Yeah. And he when he was being interviewed, he said he had put his shirt up over his nose because it was making him sick. It was gross. Described it as uh, both ammonia and sulfur. Yes. And shortly after being there, he was only there a few minutes, the fucking military rolls up in force. Mm -hmm. And they get out, they've got guns, and they immediately point guns at him and say, you get the hell out of here and you didn't see shit. Because in the movie, wasn't it, they they talked about that they were tracking it on radar. Yes. They saw it in the sky. And that's how come they showed up. Yeah, that's how they showed up. That's what it was, yeah. And so he's like, all right, I'm out. And so he leaves. So that's that's one story. On January 20th, seven days late, well, six to seven days later, in the city of Varginia itself, three girls were about to have a close encounter. Sisters Lillian and Valaquira Fatima Silva and their friend Katya Andre Xavier were walking to the sisters' house. Mm-hmm. The girls ranged in ages from 14 to 22. They cut through a backyard area, which was kind of a field that was enclosed on both sides by like big concrete walls and like a big grassy parking lot in the city. Pretty much. Yeah. Like in between houses and yeah. stuff, in between streets. Yeah. And one of the girls stopped, I believe it was Valaquira, and she was looking at some graffiti. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, they caught her eye. She said, "Yeah," and she looked right under it, and she sees a creature. Yep, and it is about three to four feet tall. It is huddled on the ground. It's sort of hunched over, like trying to protect itself. It is exceptionally oily, like to where it's shiny. It has dark brown skin, no real nose or mouth that are like they're very small. It looked like a dark Voldemort. Yes. And giant bulbous red eyes that she said reminded her of like the brake lights on a car. It was very Mothman face. Yeah. Very Mothman like. And when and she also noted the stench of sulfur. And he also stunk to high heaven. Yeah. And the girls stared at it and it looked to them to be very scared. Yes, it was huddled over like it was... Uh, it was holding itself. And up against a wall. Yeah. Like a scared animal or something. But they were more scared, and they said, but fuck this, and ran away. Yes. Which word same I don't think I'd stick around it's not anything I feel like I could talk to no it's not like this was also uh, the one thing that struck me in the movie this was in broad daylight like at 3.30 in the afternoon 3.30 p.m. and so they got a good look at it it wasn't like dark with shadows Uh -uh. over it and to them they didn't immediately think like oh 
alien from outer space. No, they thought it was the devil. They thought it was the literal devil because they A were demon or very, very strong Catholics. And also the Catholics. stink, you know. And the stench of sulfur. They're like, yeah. well, that's Satan and I'm out of here. Right. Well, they went and told their mother. Right. And the mom was like, okay, you guys are full of shit. And they're like, no, mama, I am they not They were serious about it, yeah. Yeah, and they took her to the field. Mm -hmm. By the time they got there, the creature was gone. But the smell lingered, and when the mother looked where the creature had been, she saw a footprint. Muddy, because it uh, made tracks in the mud. And it was, like, three toes in the V-shape. Right. And she was like, well, no animal has that kind of foots. I mean, a really big frog. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, they have, like, four or five toes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But it was wet. it looked like a frog foot, but with three... three uh, Fingery yeah. things, yeah, yeah. phalanges, Phalange. I don't know, fucking toe things. I have had a mind fart, so. It frequently happens. Mm -hmm. So later that same day, military police capture one of the creatures. One of the men, Marco Charisse, is said to have wrestled the creature into a military vehicle where it was taken to a local hospital. Just days after handling it, he became very ill with a serious, like, body-wide infection. Oh, Jesus. He died yeah. shortly after getting sick. The military gave no explanation to his spouse or family about the incident. Right. They heard it kind of secondhand. Mm -hmm. And Marco had told his wife that he had handled a weird creature. Yeah, I mean, I would have to mention that to you if that happened to me. Yeah, and he believed that's why he was sick. Right. And, I mean, he died, like, almost immediately. Like, his, his, he had a horrible immune response to the creature. Yeah, they kept using in the documentary infection. Like, it, with the, he was like just he became infected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A short while after that incident, the Varhania Fire Department was called about a strange animal in a ditch. Now, that's not unusual. They don't have animal control. The fire department in Brazil takes care this of This is Brazil. Animals. That's a jungle. They yeah. got animals. So they're like, yeah, it's a panther. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they arrive and they spot a creature in a ditch. It's not really moving. And but it's they describe it the same exact way as the girls did. Yeah. So this is a second alien, I guess. Now, yeah. instead of handling it, they were like, oh, I don't know. It's stinky and it's slimy. So they got a stick and a rope. Wise decision. Always use a stick and a rope. And they drag it and they put it in the their fire truck and they take it to the hospital because mm -hmm. it's not doing good. Right. So it's going to be like the next couple of days an x-ray tech is approached by the military in the hospital and they have a brown wooden crate and they're like we need you <laughs> what's to what's in the box <laughs> what's in the box they need you to they they're like we need you to x-ray this shit and don't look at those fucking x-rays or we'll blow your fucking head off and oh so my he's God. like oh just... okay so he <laughs> x-rays it but he notes the smell that same sulfur and ammonia smell. Right. And he did not look at the x-rays, and they took the box, and they took the x-rays, and like, you didn't see this or do this. Shut the fuck up. So, and James Foxy going, went around and interviewed all these people. Yes. So that's, that's where this information's coming from. Indeed. Now, this isn't in the documentary itself, but with further research, I stumbled upon the testimony of a zookeeper. And so this is a day after the girls witnessed the creature. Okay, so they went to a zookeeper to identify it or no, something? No, the zookeeper reported to police uh -huh. that a strange man creature, same description as the girls, was uh -huh. running around the zoo, getting in animal cages. Oh, my God. And he was, it was freaking the animals out. What and was it, it trying stunk, to do? Yeah. Hide. 
It was trying oh, to hide. Well, that's a bad place to hide. There's These lions things don't there. seem fucking smart, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, he, he also reported the stench of ammonia and sulfur. And within three days uh-huh. after contact with the creature, and not even touch contact, just right. close contact, yeah. three animals died at the zoo. Oh, my God. Mysteriously. That's crazy. I, I'm I proud know. of you for doing that research. That was oh, not you. in the movie, y'all. No, it was not. Uh, but that's the... I, I guess he couldn't interview that guy. I think he's maybe got passed on. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. this a long time ago. And then it becomes hearsay at that point. Exactly. So, of course, by now, the Brazilian media is all over this case. It is... It is really going wild and going all over the world. Like, even Europe is reporting on it. It's hard. To, there's too many people now, you know? And they're now trying. They're interviewing eyewitnesses. They interview Carlos D'Souza. They interview the girls. Mm-hmm. They interview the farmers. I don't think they interview the zookeeper. He did not want to go on record mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. And they try and interview the military. I wonder which animals died, you know? No, it didn't say. Oh. And I tried looking it up, and I only found two I'm sources. I'm just curious. That not that it, it would make a difference if no. it was a zebra or a lion. But I like zebras. Yeah, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, have, I like this mental image. It's a good story. It is a good story. So when they try and interview the military, they are told, like, if you keep this up and keep pushing, we're going to throw you in jail. Yeah. And strip you of your, your licenses and stuff. Right. Your permits. Yeah, they can fuck you up. And so they were like, okay, now here's the good part. Okay. Shortly after the incident. Most of the witnesses, including uh, Marcos Charisse's wife, Carlos de Souza, and I believe the farmers, were visited by the men in black. Like, like Will Smith? No, not like Will Smith. Oh, they were uh, kind of like Asiatic in appearance. Hey, hey, call back to John Keel, right? Exactly. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But I'm just going to finish the story. So Mm -hmm. they were tall. They looked weird. They were dressed in dark suits. They drove dark, unmarked cars. They were not native Portuguese speakers, Mm -hmm. but they spoke it fine. They just could tell they had a weird accent. Yeah. And they threatened these people. Mm -hmm. And... Carlos de Souza was like, how about you fuck off? He's like, I don't fucking care. Go away. Mm-hmm. But he was so rattled by this. He kind of disappeared for like 20 years, like 40 years almost. Like I, I feel I would do the same. 35 years. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Carlos. I'd do that too. Yeah. A lot of people quit talking about it because they were so intimidated. Yeah. Now th- they went to the girl's mother, these men in black. And he was like, you need to tell them that they just made it up. And that they need to stop talking to the media. And she's like, my girls aren't liars. Mm-hmm. I believe them. And we will talk about it. They offered her money, like a lot of money. And they wanted her to move the girls out of Virginia. Yeah, yeah. This is very common in a lot of mass sightings. It happened in the Mothman uh, in Point Pleasant yep. after the bridge collapse. And even before we, the bridge we collapsed. We covered that on Cruelty Podcast, y'all. We sure did. It's one of our first episodes. It's a yeah. good one. Well, that's because we love Mothman. One of the best cryptids and ranks Good high. Story. Ranks high on the cryptid fuckability scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is a, which is a, if you're a tea bag, you know about our scale. Uh, Chupacabra ranks at zero. Right, because it's a dog. Ew, it's not even a dog. It's a little it's rat weird, dog. A little weird rat dog thing. And then uh, Bigfoot's real low, too, because he's stanky. You don't like him. You're not attracted to big, stanky things. No, no. And all that hair really mm-hmm, is too mm-hmm. much for me. And I right. can't imagine the dingleberries. No, that's crazy amount of dingleberries. Yeah, you can't hang with that. No. But Mothman, mysterious... 
Maybe he's trying to help. Moths are gentle creatures. Well, it's not like a moth at all. No, no. It's more like a winged demon. But you know how I feel about the devil. So on the cryptid fuckability scale, the devil's at the top. Oh, my God. This is blasphemous. Well, I'm not Christian, so yeah. is it blasphemy for me yeah. to say it? I'm yeah. a heathen. It's you're, fine. You're like a witch. I, I'm not like one. I you am. You are one, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all the rumors about witches fucking the devil, I haven't, but I would. You hear it, heard it here, folks. <laughs> I mean, uh... He's hot. I mean, you just, we can all admit that. There's a show, Lucifer. He's oh, really handsome. That, I'm not into that guy. No, but... I'm more like Gwendolyn Christie in fucking Sandman. That's hot. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so back to, to these John Keel men <laughs> yeah, in blacks. Yeah, yeah. Well, these Will Smiths over here. So, right after that, basically... And I, before I get to that, actually, I want to talk about how South America's media is different from ours. Mm-hmm. They take UFO shit super serious. Right. They right. do. And this was 1990s, Six. late late 90s. Yeah, 1996. And so they're taking it serious. U.S. media is like, oh, did you see an alien, you idiot? They well, we, play the X-Files We were especially theme. pretty anti-alien. It was always a joke. I mean, yeah. like, X-Files was big, but. But they would play the little dude. It's, it's fiction, you know? And then they'd show, like, a, like a fucking, you know, the alien, the green. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, we, it was always a joke, even though it was on the... Because it's been a disinformation and smear campaign. By the government, they have documents that, that they discredit and make everyone a fool and right. make them seem crazy. Yeah. And silly. Well, they did a good job because that's what everyone thinks now. But in Brazil, they didn't have that. Right. So people took that shit serious. They took it so serious, y'all. In Virginia, they have a big, like... UFO monument. It's like a giant UFO. Never forget. I mean, people did die. So family members were affected by this. Exactly. And so there are rumors right after that, that the U.S. Air Force shows up in some like black helicopters, took the crash materials and the bodies. Yeah. Then because the Brazilian government was like, we do not want to deal with this fucking shit. And the U.S. is like, it's fine. We deal with it all the time. Well, U.S. kind of came in in the documentary and they just sort of took over. They just kind of bullied their way into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty clear in the movie, which I do recommend seeing. Then those materials, just like in Roswell, were given to private companies like Battelle Corporation under their research and development departments. And why do they do this? It is so private citizens can't ask with a Freedom of Information Act for information because that's in their research and development and they're private citizens. So we do not have rights to that information. It always made sense to me that the government never knew as much about UFOs because they're the government. They're not Pfizer. They don't know as much about chemicals. You have to outsource that. So it goes into private hands pretty fast. Patel Corporation is one that has been rumored to have crash materials and bodies right so like that's the reason why i don't think we ever got a straight answer about ufos is because they don't know they're all in the hands of private corporations who did the studies exactly and so you would say well wouldn't the president know actually actually no, no he probably know very little it's under his clearance it's, right it's above top secret right and that's not just a dumb forum full of right-wing idiots but you can't FOIA yeah. Pfizer or whatever. You no, can't you can't get that information. They are private citizens, right? So I think immediately when you want to have like an alien body analyzed, like with the with sticky goo on them, you would ask a pharmaceutical. A pharmaceutical, company. yeah, exactly. So yeah. I yeah. I think that's my personal theory. Like this is just Doctor Professor S Junior Esquire saying it. Yeah, but that is my opinion as to why we don't know jack shit about UFOs. I agree. So. Yeah, the military 
in Brazil did its usual gaslight gatekeeping girl boss into oblivion. Mm -hmm. They said the creature was a mentally ill homeless man covered in mud. Well, which totally sounds like the same thing. He was on bath salts, you guys. Yeah. Uh, They said the crash was a small single engine plane with magic metal and the smell. What smell? Maybe it's your upper lip. Right. You just, you know, know, it was a hot day and nobody wore deodorant. It was January. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. However, now the Brazilian government and military does seem to be kind of dipping their toes in the waters of disclosure. So I mentioned earlier that there's a video of the creature. It's supposedly 30 to 60 seconds long, likely taken either by the military police or the fire department. Or some really freaked out guy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I, I read the MA today. So, of course, the person who has it was made to not say anything by the military. Yeah. And is afraid for their life and career. I would be too. Uh, so James Fox is like, yeah, but please give it to me anyway. <laughs> he asked for, he's a very nice person. He is a nice person. <laughs> he has offered them 200,000 US dollars for this right. footage and they are in talks right now. About it. About it. So oh what God. I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. So the reason our government claims that we can't know about UFOs is that the general populace would collectively lose its shit and like riot. Yeah, I think some some people would. I think some that's fair. Some people might, but I don't think the majority would. And here's why. Does it affect your day-to-day life? We're in, in this economy? No. It doesn't. It's right. not going to crash the economy. It's already crashed. It's already on fire in a ditch. Right. People are more worried about go, being homeless or starving right yes. now. Yes. Inflation is crazy. Price of house. There's a housing crisis. Like we could get nuked by Russia. We there's could bigger be concerns. covered in tar and huddling against the wall. That could be us. I'm glad it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that sounds like it sucks. Um, though we do have a dead raccoon under our house. Oh, thanks for telling the podcast. I already told him in the last episode. So oh it's fine. God. Update stinks less, but still stinks. Oh, and we're not. I ain't going under there. Uh, no, I ain't handling dead shit. It's just going to have to nature take its course. It, yeah. I'm burning a lot. It's of a incense. circle of life here. That's right. Uh-huh. But it is not fun. Um, but yeah, I think like religious people, like deeply religious people would either be in denial or be like, that's the devil, mm-hmm. which the devil's busy, according to them. I don't think he's that busy. He doesn't seem that um, harmful if we can just put him in a box. <laughs> right. If we could just like, fucking like he's huddling against a yeah, wall. I got him. Here's the devil. The, the guy <laughs> who made me go to work today. I'm just stinky and naked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't think that's what the devil would do. I mean, if he does, then what's? Why are we afraid of him? That seems pretty lame, and that he lowers his fuckability quite considerably. Really honest. needs to take a bath and stop infecting people. What the hell? Um, I think most people, like reasonable people, be like, "Wow, that is compelling evidence. I shall give it a thought." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, what is that? Is that some cryptid, or like, does it come from under the sea? <laughs> <laughs> is it a mermaid? No, we've already got enough Little Mermaid controversy. We true, true. We don't want Little Mermaid to now gone from a person of color to someone who's made of tar and red eyes. That's a bit and bald and bald and no yeah, fishtail. No fishtail. So I don't think it qualifies. As that but yeah I think people will be like oh it's a fake I think the reviews will be mixed but I believe it 
Because here on Cruelty, we choose to believe, even if it's yeah. wild and stupid. We're coming from the point of view of the opposite of a skeptic. I'm just going to believe people until they prove themselves everybody. to be liars. Because you know what? People tell on themselves every time. Right. And if they're lying, it's on them. told the same story for over 30, like 35 years or so. Right. They built monuments I in it. Yeah. In and, a poor country, they, they spent the money the to build eyes, a monument. Like, Carlos D'Souza's testimony was so legit. Like, I believe that dude. Yeah. He And he said, he's like crying. He's like, I didn't gain anything from telling you. I didn't get paid. I've not made any money. This kind of ruined my fucking life. Right. And I, and I take that back. I know Brazil's not a poor country. They're like number three. I meant like a poor town is what I was thinking. Yeah, there's a lot of poverty. In yeah, but they spent the money and the time to build a big monument because people died on this. Yeah. So I believe them. So how would I feel? I'm going to flip my shit. I think I'm going to have to have a cigarette or something. Right. Yeah. It's this is crazy. Weird me out. We're making jokes, but I think the story's insane. I do, too. And I totally believe it. I yeah. really, really do. I do and too. I think some bullshit happened at Roswell, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think it happened at Roswell, near Roswell. What, in Corona? That's actually where it uh, happened? Yeah, actually. Isn't that weird? Like, because of coronavirus? I know. I thought about it's that. It's like the Eliza Lamb thing. It's totally a coincidence. But, but it's weird. just makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I gave myself the chills. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now I want to talk about what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. All right. So I'm trying to role play here. Right. I am from outer space. I am from an advanced civilization that has conquered faster than light travel. I have come here to the earth to, I don't know what, maybe I'm just looking. I'm just like, what y'all do? Oh, fighting. Scouting it. Sc- I mean, that's races. what people always do first is they yeah. scout it out. So I'm a scout. I'm not even important on the food chain. Yeah. For some reason, maybe it's because I don't have genitals. Um, <laughs> or covered in tar and smell like sulfur. Well, the, the coating is maybe to protect me in this environment. The atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And I am nude. <laughs> <Got crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> on this planet, it's people who clearly <laughs> don't appreciate that. They don't look like me. No, and I I got out of my spaceship because it crashed. And maybe I'm trying to, like, hide and phone home. Mm-hmm. I've got several problems with this. Here's number one. I don't care if you're naked. If you go somewhere and everybody got pants on, you put on pants. Yeah. I think if the alien had on, like, a little shirt and some shorts and was well, like, Sorry. Clothing is always the first thing, like, in the, in the Bible. Like, exactly. Adam and Eve were naked. But, no, I'm from space, yeah, right? Right. And I've come here. I know a little about it already. I've got the file. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing a sweep. I'm just looking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they, they wear pants here. In case of crash, I think I'm going to put on some pants. Well, they often are seen wearing suits and stuff. like Yes, a, but not this time. Right. And often they're described as nude. Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like it's 50-50, like that, uh, the case in Africa, they were wearing what looked like a jumpsuit or something. Yes. It's always very clingy, like a tracksuit or something. I mean, could you just put on a pair of jeans? Like, I don't know, acclimate. Right. But I guess it just thought, I'm so weird looking. It doesn't matter if I put on pants, but you could wear a hat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cloaking device. It just seems like at once they are both completely dumb and super smart and I have a hard time reconciling that. Where they they're all huddled against a wall but on the other hand they're coming in here from a spaceship. From from fucking space. Well you you know my theory is like I think they're interdimensional. Yeah so they're not really. From space. From space. We don't know where they're they're also coming out of the oceans but it's always in a place where there's no real human observers. Yeah Varhenia is not a huge Uh, town. Like in Utah or the desert they're always coming out of 
like out of bounds, nowhere places. Yeah, and where they're hard to observe. There be dragons. Like there are no no human observers there. And like I go, I come from the standpoint that I think everything is consciousness. So if a tree falls in the forest, there's no one there to hear it. Does it make it sound? No. And that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so if you're in a in a in between place where there's no observers, the the veil is thin, so to speak. And and I wonder if our already f- half formed ideas about what aliens would look like influence how we observe them. Yeah. And my theory because on the it, water the girls, too. The girls mm-hmm. stated at first they just didn't even fucking know what they were looking at. Yeah. Like it just but didn't you kind of couldn't compute. Like when you see something so crazy, you don't even know what it is. And or, so their mind fills in the blanks. blanks. Right. And so like a very plain form with just eyes, a humanoid form, like a shadow person with just eyes is all you can come up with. It's a person. I can see that there's a personality there, but I don't, I can't compute what it is. So I just fill in the blank with a, like a sim. And what comes out is just a head and eyes. Cause that's all we as humans we ever associate with. Yeah, and so we can't close because that's right. asking too much. And as far as water, well, everything in this on our planet Earth is made of water, including the air. So I, water is a conduit, including our bodies are just made of water. So water is always used as a moving between, as the movement, the car between the veil and here. You know, and that that's just my personal theory yeah, as a quack and as an as an idiot who dropped out of art college. So I have no. <laughs> so, I just kind of I speak on strong authority is what I'm saying. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Jacques Vallée's work and he's a UFO researcher and he agrees that these are interdimensional and that their motivations we just can't know them but that they both they seem mostly sort of malevolent they seem like the trickster sort of well, spirit they smell of sulfur like a demon and um, you know so sulfur, it's coming from a lower place I think well and sulfur is frequently mentioned in hauntings that are really negative or supposedly demonic right and y'all we're not saying these are demons I think it's more complicated than that right but that might be our best word for them but I'm taking it completely out of religious context I'm not Christian and I think religion's a cult all of it and Mm -hmm. it's scary but i think that religion is the language we have to explain things we have a hard time explaining right i think that they're always trying to come through i think like almost like an immune system that these creatures from a lower dimension are always trying to come in like they're always banging on the door of the veil yeah and i think a group of them maybe got clever and figured out how to transubstantiate into our dimension but it didn't go well obviously obviously you're covered in oil and crying in the corner right. and then dying horribly. So Well, it didn't work so they will try something else like germs do. Yes, I think it's very much like that. I agree with you. Because um, again, if this is a species and they developed on another planet in, in our universe, traveled all the way here to the backwoods where we're still fucking There's racist. not a lot of observers there. Yeah, but but I'm saying if you're going with the nuts and bolts theory, it makes even less sense. Yeah. Because you can't even... Like, why are you getting so close you could crash? And if you are getting that close where you could crash, why would you not be prepared put on some pants and a hat so people aren't like, ah! Yeah. If you put on, like, a fucking spacesuit, at the very least, 
you wouldn't look ridiculous and people wouldn't freak out as much. Well, again, clothing is always the first thing that things seek out when they come to wherever. Like when you're born, you well, put on no, clothes. Yes, I, I know that. We're not yeah. talking about the interdimensional theory yeah. right now. Oh, We're from saying an if alien it's nuts standpoint. and bolts and they're like aliens. Like if it came from outer space. Yes. Yeah. They're smarter than us. So why do they act like dumb, scared animals when they're here? Because you hear this in reports all the time. Like, they don't even know what to do with themselves. I don't, yeah. I don't buy it. Especially I just don't. learn after the first time you failed. You'd be like, oh, Frank, he's all fucked up. He went down there. He wasn't wearing any pants. He, and he, like, sweated this weird oil. And now he's dead. Maybe we'll wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Huh? So it just doesn't make sense to me that they're because that just doesn't vibe. It doesn't go together. But if they're from another dimension and it's part of their appearance is based on how we're observing them mm-hmm. and they're just coming out as monsters because we're scared. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's how I feel it's happening. So that is the Virginia case of Brazil. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I, I'm going to leave links to how to get in touch with Jamie Fox if you can't afford it. It's like 14 bucks, uh, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime and uh, Vudu, I think, right now. Um, yeah, we rented it, even though we're poor, because we're so super interested in this fucking topic. And, you know, for the pod. Yeah. All things for the pod. Right. And uh, so I'll link that in the Phenomenon, which is now free to watch. That's cool. And it's even, I prefer the Phenomenon. I think it's an even better documentary. It's more I think overview. they're both about the same level of good. And they're, they're really, I feel like they're related stories because like it are. happens one after another. Yes. And so, uh, oh, I wanted to mention one more thing is disclosure. Why does it seem like we're getting so much of it now? Mm-hmm. Because there's Christopher Mellon who works for the I watched, government. there was a 30-minute interview with him. Yeah. I saw it on YouTube. A German guy say? was interviewing him. Um, it was just more of the same, honestly, I'm sorry to say. Like, yeah, it wasn't anything like, too uh, exciting. He told a couple interesting stories. Like, he told the Jack Valet stories. and the. That's a good one. I'm going to tell it real quick. Okay, go ahead. So, it's some kids are, see a UFO. It was a couple girls in France. Yeah. They whip out a camera take a picture of it now that what they saw with their eyeballs was that the ufo was a classic flying saucer shape silver in color yeah it looked like a 1950s saucer yes when the picture was developed it is a black mini pointed star so it just what they saw wasn't translating on film or what they saw wasn't what it really looked like. Right. So, which but I there was a discrepancy between their eyeballs and the film, which yes. everyone's always like, well, if there's UFOs, why don't we ever get a clear photo? I don't think you can. No. Yeah. And y'all take a picture of the moon with your fucking iPhone. It's going to come out looking <laughs> stupid. So how yeah. are you going to capture a moving object in the sky? Especially when it's often at night. Mm-hmm. So when you, like, if you know anything about photography, there's not enough light going into the lens well, to get a clear photo. Well, if it's way fucking up there, yeah, and uh, it's just going to look like a blip. It's stupid. So... No, I don't think that's why we're having disclosure. I think it's both private space travel, because they astronauts see UFOs all the time. Yeah, then that was the other thing Christopher Mellon talked about. They, he said France had taken UFOs seriously and that they had were tracking several in space uh, as an ongoing thing, but then they just kind of got freaked out and destroyed the evidence. Because they kind of thought they'd be the laughing stock of the world. Right. Because of how the U.S. handles it. Because it, you, you really stressed that the U.S. kind of led this, the attitude about it to everybody else. Yes. And we were just making fun of it. 
However, the Chinese have quietly taken it seriously, and I think that's why there's going to be disclosure, is because we don't want the Chinese to find out about it first. We Period. don't know what they know. We don't know what they know. But yeah, that's it for tonight. today's Maris Monday. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Sorry, it's on a Thursday. Uh, I almost died, but I'm fine. Yeah. Um, if you want to go look at our Patreon or any of that stuff, the links are in the description in the link tree. Don't be scared of it. It's just full of links. And also, just so you know, our Discord is not behind a paywall. Anyone and everyone can join it. Please do. Did you want to talk about business time? We got books that yeah, are free. I'm, and... I'm, we're running long. Okay. So, All right. If you want to look at our books or anything like that or our art, etc., you'll find it in the link tree. And we have we do lots of stuff, y'all. Yeah. So check it out. But anyway, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Patreon.